what it is what it is what it is everybody it is me it is me bdb back with yet another episode of the ultimate you podcast my name is still brandon bdb bender and oh we have got a wallop of an episode for you today so I hope that you is ready. Whether if your name is Freddie, Teddy, or Eddie, it don't matter. I hope you is ready. But of course, if it is your first time joining me on the podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. If it's your second time and above, welcome back to the Ultimate You Podcast. Hope that your weekend was fresh and dandy. I hope that it was sun shining, bling blinding, whatever it was. I hope that it was filled with ice cream, peaches, and roses. I hope that you are staying safe out there. Hope that you're getting everything done that you need to get done and that you're staying productive and that you're filled with growth and all types of positivity and joy and all that stuff. But look here, look, this this episode, look, I'm gonna be real, y'all. This episode, we gonna come with the little, we gonna come with the artillery, right? We gonna come with the little heavy artillery, right? That meaning that we gonna, we gonna go a little Bible on y'all today, right? Because today's episode is part three. Right, we still talking about the ultimate pillar. Right, this ain't the thriller in Manila. This ain't got nothing to do with vanilla. But today's episode is entitled The Ultimate Pillar, Part 3 Truth Always Lives. That's right, episode number 33. That's what it is. But before I forget, be sure to remember to consider hitting the follow button on this podcast so that way when an episode drops you are amongst the first to know when an episode drops so that way it can hit your earwaves where can you find this podcast well we are on most major platforms with the exception of soundcloud but i got plenty of options for you i got google podcast i got you apple podcast i got you we got deezer we got spotify we got anchor we got Castbox. We got Amazon Music. We got Pandora. We got iHeartRadio. And many, many more. So just be sure to look for the Ultimate You podcast. Look for that bicep. Look for that look for, look for that microphone flexing with that big bicep with that blue background. And it'll say Fitness Maxima presents the Ultimate You podcast with Brandon Bender. And consider hitting that follow button so that way you don't miss an episode. Now, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but when you look at my image of the podcast, you think, okay, this dude going to talk about nothing but fitness and all that kind of stuff. You know, the, the, the Ultimate You podcast, it's a it ain't what you think type of podcast. I thrive off of being unorthodox. Yes, we're going to talk about fitness. I have talked about fitness. But as I have mentioned, this podcast and this episode, this episode is the essence in terms of laying the groundwork, laying the foundation down, laying, putting in them bricks when building that house, building, uh, building, uh, building that mansion piece by piece, brick by brick. This is what putting that work in is all about in terms of foundation. And I'm not talking about just no sand foundation. You know what I'm saying? We talking about that solid, sturdy indestructible foundation that's what it's all about why is it indestructible ain't got nothing to do with me but it's all about the information it's all about the truth that i put out there and y'all are in for a treat because like i say today's episode we're gonna go bible on you all right now but i know 
Some of y'all might be thinking, okay, what, he gonna take us to church? Oh yeah, I'm gonna take you to church. But what I'm not gonna do is, I'm not gonna ask for no money. I ain't gonna ask for no offering or anything like that. I'm not knocking or, any, or hating or anything like that, but I ain't gonna do none of that stuff. I just wanna fill your cup and put truth up in your booth, as I always love to say. So again, one more again, I hope that you are ready and seated at the dinner table because, oh, and don't forget, when you're at the dinner table, make sure you got that seatbelt so that way you can stay strapped in and locked in and you stay focused and you don't go nowhere. Get your sippy cup and get your beer glass that you pour water in, get ready to consume, and let's get it. Let's go. All right, all right, all right, ladies and gents, boys and girls all over the world. This is a continuation of the series entitled Single-Mindedness. This is part three of The Ultimate Pillar. And this episode, this specific episode, is called, the subtitle is called, Truth Always Lives. And I'll get to why I mentioned that here in just a second, why I decided to call it truth always lives. I'll get to that in here in just a second. But just to quickly recap for any first timers that may be on this podcast or listening to this podcast, I entitled this series Single Mindedness because it's not just about single people, although there will be episode and episodes where I will be addressing singles directly. But again, as I said before, I will be talking to both single people and people that are not single. Because when it comes to single-mindedness, it's always about the origin. There's always an origin. There's always an origin behind everything that we do, behind everything that we say, everything that we think, just everything in between. There's always, always, always a backstory. There's always an origin behind everything that we see and everything that we're a part of. There's always an origin. And if and if you want to talk about origin, if you want to talk about foundation, ha ha ha, this episode, it don't get no more foundational than this. By the time that this episode is through, you will walk away from this episode knowing, oh, this this was one of the most foundational episodes in the history of the Ultimate You podcast. And that is what I intend to bring. That is why I intend to produce here to you today in your earwaves. What am I talking about? Well, all right, let's get to it. So when it comes to the word truth, we've heard the word truth so many times. And let's be honest, there have been times in our lives where we you know, we take truth for granted or we kind of take truth lightheartedly and not wholeheartedly and not understanding that there's levels to truth. Or maybe we know that, but we don't really understand the thoroughness and the fullness behind there being levels to truth and things like that. But you hear me talk about foundation quite a bit. And you hear me talk about pillars uh, as far as Jesus being the ultimate pillar. Now, as I continue on with this episode, this this episode right here, along with other episodes that I've done, this is one of those episodes that is really going to lay the groundwork. I'm talking about like lay the groundwork like never before. And 
for the rest of my episodes. Okay. And what I mean by that is, again, it's about foundation. It's about the pillar. Because again, once it's all said and done, you're going to walk away knowing that, okay, this, this episode was extremely foundational. It was about laying the groundwork and it, it, you know, it's not just about fitness in terms of physical fitness and looking pretty, looking handsome, aesthetically speaking, you know, there, there's always something behind it. Okay. And, and as I mentioned later on in this series, not this particular episode, but later on in this series, I will talk about fitness and of course I'll tie faith into it. But if I'm going to talk about fitness real quick, I mean, it's, it's, we see the same old, same old, you know, when we post pics on the social media, again, nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it, but it, it, it's saturated over the years when it comes to uh, motivation, motivation and discipline and discipline and dedication and dedication. And it does take those things. There's nothing wrong with those things. Those are words that are normally hashtagged on social media. But there's always more than that. There's always more than that, because I'm going to give you a, a little sneak peek on fitness whenever it is that I decide to talk about it. One reason, one reason. Maybe not the only reason, but one huge reason that a lot of us here to this day either cannot or do not or for whatever reason are not able to stick to some form of a routine when it comes to physical exercise is because there is some form of a a lack of understanding in regards to the why. I know we hear that time and time again, you know, as far as, oh, you know, what's what's your why? What's your why? Some of us either don't have a why or maybe not a deep enough why. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there in this episode. That's later on in another episode within the series. But this episode really, I really want to make sure I say this right. Th- this entire first year, as I've said before on this podcast, I, I truly believe it's about laying the groundwork, laying the groundwork for what this podcast is going to be about, okay? And what I truly believe fitness means. Again, this fitness is beyond the gym. And fitness is about, you know, uh, can, we th- can we think quick on our feet? You know, can we grow in truth? Can we be fit on the inside? Can we be fit internally, right? So any episode that I produce from this podcast, you can still tie fitness into it. Now, it may not be physical fitness that you can tie into it, but there is a different type of fitness that you can tie into each and every episode. All right. So when you talk about groundwork, it's just like it's just like you're building a house. It's as if I am custom. It's it's almost as if I am customizing and building a mansion, building a, a nice big old house. You know, like these episodes, I am laying the groundwork, like putting the, putting the marble floors in the kitchen, putting the different types of floors in each type of room, making sure that the, the floors are good to go and that they're quality and they're nothing cheap and anything. You know, that's, that's my mindset. I want to make sure that I put down quality floor on each of these episodes. And then of course we get to the point where we're, where I'll eventually start building the house, or I should say, continue building the house, the actual brick, 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 brick part of the house. Right. So every episode is I'm I'm laying a brick. I'm laying a, a piece of foundation to build this house entitled the Ultimate You podcast. 
right? Because it's all about building a house that is uh, that is indestructible, not because of me and I'm sweet and everything, but because of the truth that I put forth, right? That it's indestructible, that it's irrefutable, right? I, I, I'm all about putting forth the right information. But anyway, as I was saying, truth, we have trouble sometimes really understanding what truth is, some of us, because we've all heard the phrase, oh, your truth. You know, sometimes we'll say, oh, it's all relative. It's all relative. You know, when you hear a, a phrase like that, when people say it's all relative, it just basically means that in regards to their own individual experience or something, something that happened to them. Now, that's not to take away from that person's individual experience, but we have to ask ourselves, is the experience that I had, is that, would I put that in the ultimate truth category? You know, and and the, another phrase or another word I want to use is subjective. Some of us operate off of subjective truth. Some of us right now, there are, there are parts of our lives where we're not even realizing it. There are parts of our lives we're living out subjective truth or we or we'll call it subjective truth. Maybe we won't verbally call it that, but in a manner of speaking, we'll call it subjective truth. And what do I mean by subjective truth? Basically, it's based on your based on your personal feelings, uh, your opinion of a certain situation. Now, just because again, just because a particular something happened, it does not necessarily equate to yes, that is the ultimate objective truth. Because when we think about the opposite of subjective, S-U-B, the opposite of subjective is objective, objective. Okay, objective is basically the opposite. It has nothing to do with personal feelings. It has nothing to do with opinions and anything like that. The truth is what it is, and that's what it is. Let me put it to you this way. There's a mathematical equation that came to me, and I promise you, you probably never heard it put like this before, or maybe you have, I don't know, but I'm willing to bet that you probably haven't. If you, I want to make sure I say this correctly, if you wrote down, if you take a piece of paper and you wrote down truth, but if you put down the word truth and then you put the subtractive, the subtraction sign, right? You put truth minus and then put your name and then put your name right after you put the subtraction sign and then put equals truth. And and I'll get to why I said that here in a second. Now, the reason I say that is because before you and I were ever here, truth still remain. I want you to think about that for a second. Have you ever thought about that before you and I ever graced this earth? Truth was still living. Truth was still kicking and living all over the world. And when I say truth, I'm, I'm talking about objective truth. Okay. What I mean by that is, and you know, we do it whether if it's on purpose or accident or whichever one we want to claim, we have a tendency to, like I say, we live out subjective truth or truth that's all relative. And I'll give some, a couple of examples. Yeah, maybe again, if we talk about relationships, okay, if, you know, if women say, oh, all men are the same, they all cheat. Or if fellas say, oh, women, they're all same, they're all, they all cheat, right? Okay, we may have been in some situations and we may have 
put ourselves in our uh, in those situations where we have been cheated on or played or whatever you want to call it multiple times by multiple different people of the opposite sex. Okay. But that does not equate to, oh, well, all men are this way. All women are this way. They all cheat. So I'm just not going to, I'm not going to date anymore. or I'm not going to get married. I'm not tripping on you saying that you don't want to date anymore or that you don't want to get married. But what I'm concerned with is the reasoning behind that. The reasoning behind that. Okay, because that is a faulty claim. That is a faulty claim because not all men cheat. Not all women cheat. Do some men cheat? Yes. Do some women cheat? Yes. But that does not mean that every person cheats. That does not mean that. It does not equate to that. I know a lot of this is just real simplistic, but that, that's just an example of, kind of, of what I'm talking about. Or you may not be happy with your your health or your fitness and you might say oh well this is all it is i mean i i'll never get there or you know i keep i keep eating the right foods or keep drinking the right drinks or i'm exercising and and this is it this is all you know this is all i can either this is all i can do or this is all i'm able to achieve and, and this is all i'm able to uh, get as far as results well no not necessarily true you've most likely you've hit a plateau or there's or I'm willing to bet there's just a lack of information that you have not exposed yourself to or maybe you have exposed yourself to it. Maybe you just forgot about it or I, I don't know. But either way, we sometimes lack information that can take us to the next level. Sometimes we lack putting ourselves around the right people that can help take us to the next level in any genre of life whether it be uh, dating or marriage and or people that ultimately want to ultimately want to get married or people that are fit people that are physically fit mentally fit all that good stuff right i mean have we exposed ourselves to people that are more seasoned than us in said area that we are wanting to get better in right so we have to be able to open up our minds a lot more. I was going to say a little more, but we have to open up our minds a lot more and just remind ourselves that, hey, there's there's more out there. There's more information out there. There's more uh, people, different types of people out there that can help me get to where I need to get to. OK, we, we can't be people that are linear minded, linear minded, basically saying uh, narrow minded in that context. OK, it's nothing wrong with being narrow minded in terms of focusing on the right things, but we shall not be people. We should not be people that are narrow minded in terms of opportunities and expanding our minds and uh, enlarging our tent and things of that nature. All right. So, yes, uh, truth always lives. So we have to understand what truth really is. And I, I had you write down that equation again. Truth Minus your name still equals truth because you and me, we don't need to add ourselves. We don't need to do truth plus BDB equals more truth or whatnot. The only thing, if you want to put truth plus BDB equals BDB living out truth. Okay. And the same thing with yourself. You put your name or you put uh, truth plus your name. All that means is you decide to you keep deciding to live out the truth 
Okay, you being added to the word truth does not mean like you're adding more to truth itself, if that makes sense. Right. And that's why I say truth was here long before you and I ever graced this earth. So why, why do I keep saying this? What and what the heck am I talking about? Some of y'all like, what, what are you talking about over there, B? Well, because as I've said on this episode, if this is a foundational episode and if we're talking about the ultimate pillar being Jesus Christ, we have to know and we have to get in that headspace and understand that truth is a person. And I should really say truth is the person, the ultimate person. And that ultimate person, again, is Christ Jesus or Jesus Christ. Same person. OK, now throughout this episode, I, you know, I don't have that kind of time to just dig deep and go over everything in thorough detail. But I'm going to give some scriptures in regards to what I'm going to be talking about today, because what I am talking about is. The resurrection of Jesus. All right. So, again, why am I talking about this? OK, as I mentioned on this podcast, I am a Christ follower. I believe in Christ and what he has done, what he represents and what he stands for. OK. Everyone out there, whether if you are a Christ follower or if you're not a Christ follower, I want you to hear this. Listen up. Listen up. One of the most important pieces of faith is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when I say resurrection, I mean like I'm, I'm talking about like literally a resurrection because you'll be surprised. There are some people out there and there are some distinguished people out there that that study the Bible and, and, and go to church and this, that, and the other. They don't believe in the resurrection. Believe it or not, there are people out there that don't believe it. OK, and I'm not trying to, you know, hate on anybody or anything like that, but I'm saying these things because. Like it for real, for real was a legit physical being dead, being uh, buried in the tomb and then raising from the tomb three days later. Like there really was a resurrection. It is not a metaphor. It's not a simile. It's not a figure of speech. It's not a cute story. Like for real, for real, there was a for real, for real uh, resurrection or I should say death, burial and resurrection over 2000 years ago. Like for real, for real. Okay. And the reason I'm saying is because if the resurrection did not happen, if you catch nothing else from this podcast, if you catch nothing else from this episode, I want you to go away with this, walk away with this, that if the resurrection had not happened, you and I, we would be in a time loop of death. Like for real, for real, we would be in a time loop of death. Here's the thing. You, you hear about people talking about, over the years, you know, you hear people talk about certain Halloween movies or scary movies or zombie movies or things like that. And maybe they include zombies. And you hear about zombies or certain other creatures, you know, being dead and then coming back to life. You know, OK, maybe there was a time where it was fun to talk about that type of stuff. You know, you talk about it with your friends or maybe you talk about it with people at work. Oh, man, did you see this movie, man, this dude, he dead and rose from the dead, this, that and the other. OK, laugh. Ha ha. He he who who maybe get a little spooked out, freaked out when you watch something like that. But no, like this is like this is nothing like that. OK, this is that that's fictional, obviously. And when it comes to movies and such, you know, all that type of bootleg supernatural stuff. Right. That's that's fiction. But what I'm talking about is nonfiction. Like, this is for real, for real. This is what happened. 
And the reason I say the resurrection of Jesus Christ is very important, because, again, if he had not died, or I should say, if he had not, if he would have been dead and stayed dead, you and I would be stuck in a time loop of death. Our faith would have been worthless. It would have been in vain. And we would have been <laughs> essentially we would have been in a place that would have been filled with just torment. Uh, we we would have been just it it, it it would have been an eternal no go. We'll just put it that way. It would have we would have been in an eternal no go. Okay. Now, if you wanna, if you wanna hear me back myself up on that when it comes to uh, when it comes to what I just said, you can look at First Corinthians fifteen verse seventeen. First Corinthians fifteen uh, chapter fifteen verse seventeen, where it talks about. Your faith is futile and we would have been stuck in our sins if, if the resurrection had not happened. OK, so think about it. You hear about different types of debates and things like that. Uh, people have about whether it be Christianity and other religions and things like that. You think about that. Here's one thing that separates from them all. Who else do you know that, again, died and was raised back to life and i'm talking about died for all the sins of humanity all the sicknesses not just sins but all the sicknesses all the diseases every single failure all of that stuff like for all of mankind for every person that was ever born past present future who else has done that who else has done that I please feel free to reach out to me if you come across anyone that has done the exact same thing with the exact same purpose to the exact same degree. I mean, if you really think about the resurrection, it's a game changer, game changer, game changer in terms of faith. The resurrection gives you hope. You want to talk about being the ultimate pillar. You want to talk about uh, having something to believe in. You want to talk about uh I talked about a pillar and the contents of what a pillar is made out of. That is something that you can uh, that you can bank on. That is something that you can believe in, because any pillar that is not of Jesus Christ, I mean, just flat out any pillar that is not of Jesus Christ will equate. It, it equates to death. It equates to mortality. Christ represents immortality. But anything less than that represents death and mortality, which brings me to my next point about the resurrection. Here's the thing. The resurrection reversed death like it literally reversed it. So Christ defeated death. Here's another thing. Christ defeated death, went to hell. He beat literally. Well, I should say defeated. I should say he defeated Satan. All right. Defeated Satan. Now, I know, you know we all get tripped up by the enemy and this, that and the other, but he still has been defeated. OK, now we have to know that truth and understand that truth and live by that truth. So when you have someone that literally defeated death. It, it should help us as people. For those that are in Christ that have accepted him as your Lord and Savior, it should really help us to breathe a heck of a lot easier. Listen, you and I, we go through struggles, we go through pains, we go through aches, we go through all the in-betweens. But think about what he went through. Think about 
the him literally carrying the cross on his back. I'm sure he carried it on his back. Yeah, I carried it on his back, went to the cross, was nailed to the cross, literally nailed to the cross. I'm talking about like the nails going through his skin, like for real, for real. Like that's what happened. I remember I was looking at, I was somewhere having some quiet time. I was looking the other day. They had a, a cross there and they had nails in it. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm looking at it like, man, Jesus really had nails go through his skin and, and, and all four parts of the cross. And lo, again, let me, let me also mention this. When he carried the cross, the cross was at least three figures. By three figures, I'm talking about it was at least 100 pounds or more. I'm willing to bet it was over 100 pounds. Think about that. 100 plus pounds. Again, I don't know the exact number, but that's, you know, that's, that's pretty heavy. Right? So again, you think about what he went through. So all this stuff that we go through down here, I mean, I'm not here to minimize it, but I'm here to help remind you that it's all about the ultimate perspective. For us as people having the right perspective. Yes, we can cry. Yes, we can complain and yes we can you know moan and groan and this that and the other but we have to come to that point we got to get in that headspace where we eventually come out on the other side of that situation to choose to want to come out on the other side of xyz situation we got to be able to know that there is light at the end of that tunnel now i don't know when that light at the end of that tunnel is for you i don't know if it will come in five days five weeks five months, tomorrow, I don't know. But again, if you think about what I'm saying in this episode, if one thing, if there's one thing you could think about, you could think about, oh man, you know what? Christ, he died for me. He died for me and he rose again. He died and rose again. So that gives me hope. That gives me the, 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 the discipline and the faith and the motivation to keep going and keep growing and to just, you know, keep pressing in, to keep pressing in. See, this stuff that I'm talking about this, this is real hope. This ain't something that I made up. This is, this is in the Bible. This is in the word, right? So when we can think of these things, when we can rehearse these truths in our head, this, these are the things that can help us smile a little wider. These are the things that can help us be rejuvenated and renewed in our mind. This is the stuff that really gives us the strength, the internal strength, the spiritual strength, the emotional and the mental strength that we need on a day to day basis. Shoot, even on an hour to hour basis, a minute by minute basis, a second by second basis, a nanosecond by nanosecond basis. You get the point. You get what I'm saying. Right. So I'm here to feed you real hope. This is what that is all about. Right. So. Let's continue. Let's talk about some more. All right. So when you talk about the resurrection, uh, you think you look at Matthew 12 verses 39 and 40. This this is talking about the resurrection being the sign to validate Jesus's claims. Right. So, you know, we can. Here's the thing. Some of you out there that have been Christ followers, you might think, well, OK, when you read the Bible, there are some things that you don't understand. And that's okay. That's okay. But I believe that if when we come across this information about the resurrection and everything, like I say, this should really it should really help us breathe a lot easier. 
a lot easier in terms of, okay, you know what? These other parts of the Bible, I don't understand it, but you know what? It's got to be true because if the resurrection is true, like, man, these other parts of the Bible, they got to be true. They got to be true because Jesus is not one to tell the truth over here, but lie over here. He ain't like us because <laughs> let's be real. You and me, we be telling the truth over here, but on the low, we be lying over here. Oh, I'm putting myself in the mix. I'm putting myself in that uh, in that bunch. I, I, I'll be real. I'm still filled with hypocrisy at times. I'm not going I'm not going to front. So, you know, what I'm saying we we do this over here, but we say this over here or we say this up here, but we do this down here. Right. Life, life is all about congruence. It's all about being congruent. And that's another aspect of truth I want to touch on just real quick. When it comes to us as people being people of truth, it's all about being the same person in public and the same person in private. Not necessarily being perfect, but just being cognizant, being you know, increasing in that self-awareness. Right. Like if, if we're going to be this person in public, we need to be the same in private. Now, I get that there's a I would say a private degree and then a public degree, you know, because you're not going to just be all loud in public, but then be loud at home. Or I guess I don't know. Maybe you are. But you kind of get what I'm saying. Like there, there's a you kind of want to tone it down when you're at home because you when you're at home, you at home. You're trying to chill. You're trying to relax or whatever it is that you're trying to do. And then, of course, when you're out in public, there's a you're still like you're still being you. But there's like a, a like like a, a public courtesy, if you will, that you need to display. But you're still being genuine. You're still being a person of integrity. Right. So. All right. So that, that, that's what I'm talking about. It's we have to be people that are congruent and consistent all across the board. And when we model the uh, the values of Jesus. That's what helps us to be people of truth like that. All right. So let's continue. All right. So what did I say? Yeah. Resurrection will be the sign to validate his claims. That's Matthew 12 verses 39 and 40. All right. So and I also want to talk about just real briefly. Jesus appears after his resurrection and physically interacts with his disciples now, if you look through the uh, if you look through the Gospels, you look at Luke 24 verses 36 through 49 and then John 20 verses 19 through 31. OK, I don't have the exact Bible in front of me, but I looked up these verses. So the thing is that. Jesus appeared before the disciples multiple times, three times after. After. After his resurrection. And you think about Thomas, Thomas was a guy, you know, you call uh, Thomas. One thing about Thomas is that he was, you know, he had, he had doubts. He was doubting and he had trouble believing, but Jesus, since he was so infinite in his mercy and his grace, he approached Thomas and he said, he's pretty much, he's saying, Hey Thomas, look, like, like this, he's pretty much saying to Thomas, this is physical evidence here. Touch me on my side. Like, like he, he, encouraged Thomas to to believe. He told Thomas, don't disbelieve or don't what I want to make sure I say it right. Don't disbelieve, but believe. He wanted him to believe. Right. So he had Thomas touch him on the side like, hey, this is my flesh. OK, you, like I am alive. This is me in the flesh. Essentially, that's what he was saying to him. Right. And I wrote that those verses down, too. I think. Uh, where is it? Uh, I have it somewhere. 
I don't want to misquote the wrong verse, but essentially that's what he was saying to Thomas. Right. So when I say the Gospels, I'm talking about Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. OK, yeah, because Thomas was the type of person where he needed to have physical evidence. How many times have you and I been that type of person where we, uh, you know, we, we need to have something physical happen where like we, or we need to have something in our face to really happen. Now, for some of us out there now that that what happened in those times cannot happen today in, in terms of, you know, Jesus physically manifesting himself here. Say, hey, you know, here, touch me on the side here. I, I, I am I am real. <laughs> so the the thing we have to understand is that, that that's why Jesus sent down the Holy Spirit. OK, he sent down the Holy Spirit because Jesus would not physically be here on this earth. If Jesus were to remain physically on this earth, then his mission could not be complete. OK, he sent down the Holy Spirit so that way the Holy Spirit can go all throughout the world. Right. All throughout the world and convicting, convicting the people We're convicting those that are in Christ in terms of when something is done wrong. The Holy Spirit is like, right, hold up. Well, I want to think about that. You might want to go in a different direction with that. Right. So and in given the opportunity for people to come into. To come into the kingdom of God. OK, so it, it, it you look at it as delegation. You can look at that as delegation. Christ sent out the Holy Spirit so that way that, that, that his mission could be completed. OK, because he's seated at the right hand of the father right now. Jesus is intercede, interceding on our behalf, praying for us. Right. But we need to be people that pray for ourselves, not only for ourselves, but also praying for others, praying for the world and praying for things going on in the world. OK. Right. So. All right. Let's see. Let's see what I else got. What what else do I have here in my notes? OK. Another thing about the resurrection, it changed the disciples in terms of them being more bold, more bold in terms of proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ. You can look at that in Acts chapter two. You can check out Acts chapter two in that matter of fact, you can also check out Acts uh, chapters one through seven. But you could really, really check out Acts chapter two in regards to that. Right. So, you know, I talked about earlier. I mean, think about that. I mean, knowing that. I mean, well, let me put it this way. I could only imagine being back in those times and really. It, it, like if I was a part of that, if I saw Jesus and then he died and then he rose and then I was able to see him again physically. I, I would have to believe that would do something to me in a good way, obviously. You know, it would it, it gives you, I mean, just the highest level of confidence or it should give you the highest level of confidence. Like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe what I've just seen. And, you know, it gives you that 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 juice. It gives you that boost to go out there and just, OK, you know what? You know what? I believe in him because he de- he he was he, uh, he died, he was buried, and he rose from the grave three days later. You know, it's like, what more of a sign would you need? Like, what other things would you need to happen to believe? You know what I mean? That's more of a rhetor- of a rhetorical question. So it, you know, it just it's got me to thinking. Like, wow, you know, the, the, them living in those times, they were, I guess I would say they were fortunate. They were fortunate enough to see something like that live and in the flesh. 
walking with him, doing ministry with him. Then he died, was buried, and then raised again, was raised again three days later. Okay, now if you want to, what if you want me to give a sort of a mirror statement, you look in the book of Jonah. Okay, Jonah, he was in that, he was in the great fish, he was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights, just like Jesus. Three days, three nights. Okay, there there are things in the Old Testament that mirror in the New Testament. Okay, so Jesus is one that not only that, he also predicted his resurrection. Okay, not only did he do or part, I should say partake. Not only did he complete the resurrection, he predicted it. There's a scripture in the Bible that says before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham was, I am. So that means that Jesus, he knew every single person that existed in the Old Testament. Right. It's not that you know, just because the Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke and John in the New Testament, that doesn't mean that Jesus didn't know who was in the Old Testament. Right. Because if you really want to, if you really, really want to go back with this thing, because. Jesus was. Jesus was by the uh, by the by the right hand side of the father when God was creating, when he was creating the universe and everything within it. OK, so we have to we have to know that part as well. So Jesus is the end all be all. We have to believe in the preeminence, the preeminence of Jesus Christ. That's why the scripture says in Hebrews, he is. The same Jesus yesterday, today, and forever. Okay, I know. So I know today's episode is a little bit more different, right? It's a little more Bible heavy, a little more teaching heavy, right? But again, when it comes to truth, truth is truth. We got to go all the way back. And I want to do my best to really articulate full truth and why I lived to, or why I try to live, to, uh, why I try to live the way I decide to live and sharing my faith and all that kind of stuff. Because again, when it comes to my physical fitness, this is my faith displayed out. And I, I am here sharing it with you, the listener. That's what this is all about. I mean, not just me sharing my faith about me, but it's about also to encourage you to also have faith, to display your faith and to share your faith with others. That's what it's all about. All right. So I talked about his resurrection changed the disciples in terms of their boldness, because beforehand, the disciples, you know, they, they was a little scared. You know, they was a little scared. They was a little hesitant. You know, and that's the thing. It, another thing I was talking about earlier, I was talking about being back in those times and walking with Jesus, doing ministry and all that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, would we be the same way? It's a little bit of a rhetorical question. You know, would we be the same way? Would be would we be kind of, you know, hesitant and scared and all that kind of stuff? You know, it's like sometimes we as people have a tendency to be blind and deaf to familiarity. What do I mean by that? When we when it comes to truth, there are times when we need to be preserved. We need this is kind of a, a side, a quick sidebar note, but it, I want to tie it into what I'm saying. They walked with Jesus, but they were so familiar with him. They were so familiar with him. It's like they knew he was the son of God, 
but they were so familiar with him that they were blind and deaf to a lot of the the parables and the teachings and the things that he was trying to communicate with them. You know, when, when Jesus would teach, he would teach to the masses and teach to the people. But then on the low, on the sneak tip, like on the like after the sermons, he would tell the disciples, hey, when I when I talked about this, this is what I meant by this. He would talk about he would talk about it in a parable like format. Right. But and, you know, and a lot of the times the disciples, they really like they really didn't understand a lot of what Jesus was talking about. They were close with him in proximity, ah, but they weren't close in terms of understanding the information at times. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes we we can be we could be hanging around people. We can be hanging around folks and we can be close in proximity with the person. But does that does that equate to, oh, man? Yeah, man, I'm close with this person like like peanut butter and jelly. You know what I'm saying? It's just like peanut butter being all smushed and scrambled together. I'm cl I'm, I'm close just like that. But are we really? Are we really? I mean, I just want you to think about right now, folks that are close with you in your life. I'm talking about like, you know, those that are real close to you. I mean, they know you. I mean, they may not know everything about you, but they know enough about you to be close. Right. So it's all about being close and close uh, in terms of our hearts, being close and connected in the spirit, connected in the heart. Right. That's that's what it's all about. So. That's why when people ask me, yo, B, how you doing? Yo, I say, yo, I'm fresh. I'm fresh. And I may not be fresh 100% all the time, but I, I continue to say it to remind myself, all right, B, stay sharp, stay fresh. Don't get stagnant. Don't get stagnant. It's very easy to become stagnant because here's the thing. For those of us, and I'm mostly talking about for um, everybody in the USA, we live in a world of convenience. And don't get me wrong. Convenience is good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with convenience. It, 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 you know, if we know how to maneuver it and operate in it, it, it's cool. But we as people can allow ourselves to be stagnant and become uh, too over convenient with stuff. We can allow too much convenience to be convenient. Here's what I mean by that. Since the pandemic started. Now, here's the thing. Now, I'm going to give an example, but y'all going to know what I'm talking about. Here's the thing. When it comes to the pandemic, again, I'm still sidebarred, but bear with me. I'm going to get back to what I'm talking about, but I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. You know, sometimes we, you know, we do a DoorDash or we do a Grubhub or we do some form of a delivery service. Cool. Not, absolutely nothing wrong with that. I mean, there comes a time and a place when we need we need to do that stuff or or maybe it's nine o'clock at night, nine thirty at night, whatever. We get the munchies. Things are closing or about to close. You want to get something to eat. You want to order Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, whatever. Okay, cool. Nothing wrong with that. But I'm just going to challenge. Uh, I'm going to challenge some people out there. When is when is too much too much in terms of, you know, like, I don't want us as people to look at this pandemic and say, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to do everything at home. You know, I'm just going to do everything at home. Now, now, look, before I continue, I know. There are people out there with different circumstances, different needs, different lifestyles, different situations going on. I totally get that. I can't judge why you do what you do. I can't speak on that. I can't speak on none of that stuff. But however, I, I just want to respectfully challenge you for those that uh, need to hear this. Right. Are we doing too much at home? Are we depending on too much at home? Right. We do everything at home. Now, don't get me wrong. I shop online. I'm an Amazon shopper. You know, I, I get some stuff online, but, you know, I still go to the grocery store. 
And the point is, I'm not saying you have to go to the grocery store. The point is, every now and then, you know, step outside your house, get some fresh air, you know, or maybe some of you maybe need to go to the grocery store. Get some type of fresh air. Get you some good vitamin D. Okay, don't be. I know a lot of you work from home. I totally get that. But don't be so stuck on staying at home or doing everything at home that you, you know, we just lose concept of doing certain things outside, if that makes sense. Right. Don't don't be a person that's just stuck in the house all day. I mean, again, depending on your situation, I mean, some of you may be in unique uh, circumstances, unique situations. I know some people may be you may be in a handicap situation. I totally get that. Or you may be on bed rest or something like that. Right. So. But I'm talking about people that are well-bodied, well-abled, able to get around, do all of your regular functionalities on a day-to-day basis, all your necessities and everything in between, right? Let us not be people that just, we just get so used to doing everything at home that we just do everything at home. All right. So enough about that. All right. So back to the resurrection, right? So as I mentioned before, I'm going to talk about this. So Christianity is worthless without the resurrection. I talked about before how, like I said, if Christ had not died, if he had not died, then we would just essentially be in a time loop of death. And we we would be we you and I, we would be stuck in our wrongdoings. We would be stuck in our sins. There would be no. Like if he would have stayed dead, there would have been no savior. There would have been nobody to help rescue us from that. I want you to think about that for a second. There would have been nobody to rescue us from that. Again, this is just, you know, just sort of hypothetically speaking. Okay, I just want you to go with me on this. Right. So. All right. So I talked about that. Oh, multiple eyewitnesses. Okay, first Corinthians 15 verses five and six. Okay, so there are some over some 500 over 500 people that saw Jesus. You might think, well, how do I know this is true? Well, First thing you got to tell yourself is, yes, you and I, we did not physically live back in those times. Well, we again, you can point to the scripture, right? If there if there's any part of scripture that has been true in your life, well, this has to be true, too, because like I say, Jesus is not one to tell the truth here, but lie here. No, it's all truth. First Corinth, I'm sorry, first Timothy, first Timothy 216 says all scripture is God breathed. That means that every single scripture is filled with truth. Okay, so first Corinthians 15 verses five and six. Again, it talks about there is some over uh, there was over 500 brethren, over 500 people that witnessed. Christ in the flesh. He was physically interacting with his disciples over 500 people. So that, that there's there's more proof that. That the resurrection happened again, not just a figure of speech, not just a um, not just a, a cute thought or a, or a metaphor or a simile. No, it's a physical body was dead, was raised again three days later, a legit resurrection. OK, then I talk about last thing I'll talk about. Then there's hope in the resurrection. Romans six, verse 20. Well, really look at verse 20 through 23. Romans 6 verses 20 through 23. Now, Romans 6, 23 talks about the wages of sin is death. All right. The wages of sin is death. And then John 10, 10, the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. 
But ah, Christ has come to give us life and life more abundantly. All right. So think about what I just said moments ago. Romans 623, the wages of sin is death. You and I, we've sinned. We sin every day, whether if we realize it or not. We sin every day. So it's not just about being a good person. Because the only the only person that was or that is good is God. And people say God is good all the time. So that's why if if we want to be if we really want to be quote unquote good people, it can only happen in Christ. Because anything outside of that is worthless, it's in vain, it's futile, it's I mean, you can do all the good works in the world, but if it's not rooted in Christ, then it might as well equate to zero. Okay, so I think that's that's pretty much it of the things that I wanted to talk about in regards to the uh, resurrection. Oh, you know what? Oh, I want to make sure I said this. Okay, I missed a note. Uh, So I said Romans six verses 20 through 23. One last thing that I'll mention about the resurrection is that Christ's resurrection It really compels us or it should compel us to make a choice between life and death. Okay, what what does that mean? Christ is not one that he's going to force himself upon us. You and I, we have the free will to choose. So so if we choose life, that means that we choose Christ. Let me put it this way. No, if we choose Christ, that means we choose life. But we have to understand his way of life, his definition of life. Okay. Now, if we choose anything outside of that, it's death. Now, of course, you look at that, you think, oh, well, of course, yeah, shoot, I'm going to I'm going to choose Christ. But the way that we live our lives, the way that we conduct ourselves, the way that we handle situations, the way that we approach situations. Every one of those things that I just said. We can approach it from either from a death perspective or a life perspective. Okay, again, we can either choose it from a death perspective or a life perspective. So you really think about it. I mean, like I said, the resurrection, it really compels us to choose between life or death. Because that's what true love is. Love should give you the opportunity to choose to love. Right. You don't get into no relationship with a person of the opposite sex and, you know, force them to love you. You know, you gonna love me, you know, and ladies, you don't do the same thing. You gonna love me. You know, like you you don't force a person to love you. It's true love when the person chooses to love you. Right. So if you want to love Christ, if you want to love God, we have to choose to love. uh, We have to choose to love God, choose to love Jesus. Right. And then how we do that is recognizing his love for us first. Okay, because Romans 5, 8 talks about Christ. He first loved us again. That's Romans chapter five, verse eight. Christ first loved us before we could even love in return. Right. So once we understand those concepts and those truths, it'll really help us to. It'll really unlock something on the inside of us. It'll really help us to not only love him, but to love life and to love people and to love anything put in front of us, even in spite of tragedies and all types of 
persecution and problems and issues and failures that go on in this incomplete world, we still have the opportunity to choose to love. We have the opportunity to choose between life and death. We have that opportunity to choose. And I hope, I hope that you will choose life. I hope that you will choose Christ. Well, I felt like I kind of zipped through this, but I wanted to just talk about some points that I truly believed that were important in terms of the resurrection, in terms of single mindedness, in terms of the ultimate pillar. So another reason I'm mentioning all of this is because this is one of the biggest reasons I believe in Christ Jesus because of the resurrection. As I was preparing for this podcast, this is this was a go to. I said, oh, I got to talk about this. I got to talk about this. Because, again, who else in the history of mankind has lived and died and then rose to live again? And that is why this episode was entitled The Truth Always Lives. All right, y'all. So before we close, before we wrap this thing up and put it in a bow tie, we're going to go ahead and do a quick recap so that way we can be eye to eye on the same level, same page, same paragraph, same word, same pen, same paper, all that stuff. So we can live out the exact same truth. All right. So let's go ahead and get it. So John chapter eight, verses 58 and 59. This is where Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Before Abraham was even born, I am. Now, let's 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 stop for a second right there. That's some power right there. Like when he says, hey, before Abraham was even born, I am. He's basically saying I am God. Like before Abraham was born, I was there. I was there. Remember, I said moments ago when God was creating the universe and everything in between it. Jesus was there at the right hand of the father. Right. So when we hear people talking about, oh, the universe, this oh the universe, that that those are false. Those are false claims. You could just disregard those. OK, we, we do not need to be looking to the universe. We need to be looking to the creator of the universe. OK, so this is Jesus claiming his, uh, his he see Jesus was claiming his messiahship. You know, of course, they call him the messiah, the bread of life. But also his divinity. Okay, his divinity. And also that's why Jesus was called the God man, because he was here on earth physically, like it, like as a human being in the physical flesh like you and me. But the only difference was he was divine, 100 percent divine, 100 percent man. Again, that's remember I talked about paradoxes last week. Remember, the, that's one of those paradoxes. Right. It, it's not going to make sense. Conventionally speaking. Okay, this is one of those things to see for me. This is where faith kicks in. Faith, I truly believe that faith is like you got to lay down what you know or what you think, you know, or what you don't even know. You got to lay it down and you got to look at what the word says. And and you have an opportunity to believe what the word says. And when you believe what the word of God says, that's faith. All right. 
Faith is Hebrews 11.1. 1. I've mentioned it before. The evidence of things hoped for or the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Or in other versions say the convictions. Okay. So, all right, let's go ahead and keep it moving. Matthew 12, verses 39 and 40. Okay, again, the resurrection. This is where uh, the resurrection will be the sign to validate his claims. Okay. Uh, and then we talk about Luke 24, verses 36 through 49. And then John 20, verses 19 through 31. This is, again, Jesus appearing after, not before, not before, but appearing after his resurrection and interacting with his disciples. Okay, I talked about uh, one of the people he interacted with was Thomas. Thomas, he had trouble believing. How many times do you and I have trouble believing of certain things today? How, how many times do we need to ask for a, a particular sign or something? Okay, but there's a, another scripture in the Bible where Jesus says, hey, this is an evil generation. They're going to ask for a sign, but the only sign they're going to get is the sign of Jonah. And the sign of Jonah, that's where I was talking about earlier, where uh, Jonah was in the... He, see, the thing with Jonah was he went to a place where he was not supposed to go. He, I believe the place was called Tarshish, if I'm not mistaken. He went to Tarshish and he was in the belly of a great fish, spent three days and three nights there. Okay. And then again, so that is, that mirrors what Jesus was. Jesus was in the belly, so to speak, at, Gol uh, at Golgotha. Right. So three days, and three nights. Right. God himself had to turn away. He had to turn away from Jesus. Why? Because God's, uh, God's eyes are too holy. His, God's eyes are too holy, too holy to look at sin. Now, God, God would have compromised if he would have looked. That's why Jesus said, why have you forsaken me? Why have you forsaken me? But ah, but we can be happy today and we can be joyful today because when we are in Christ, here's a thing that we need to always remember. Talking to myself, too. Here's what we always need to remember. When we, when you and I, if you're truly in Christ, God looks at Jesus on the inside of you. He's not looking at you 100%. He, like, he knows you. He knows your name. He knows everything about you. But he's looking at Christ on the inside of you. He's looking at Christ. Because why? Because Christ is the sinless, spotless one. Right? Again, I said God cannot compromise himself. But if we did not have Christ in our lives, well, then, like I say, it just would not be a good look. We would be outside of Christ. And God would look at us as, as sinners. Now, yes, even in Christ, yes, we are sinners. Yes, but what I'm saying is God looks at us with, without, without fault, without blame when we are in Christ. But when we are outside of Christ, yes, we are in blame. We are at fault. And why am I saying all this? Because Christ died on the cross for our sins. Death, burial, resurrection. The resurrection is the reason why we are here today. Jesus dying, being buried, and raising, uh, being risen again. 
If we if we know that truth and understand it, that's why we're here today. But we have to be able to know and understand that truth. Okay, Uh, moving on. Romans six verses 20 through 23. Christ's resurrection, calling us, compelling us, sparking us to make a choice between life and death. Again, his resurrection, compelling us to make a choice between life and death. Okay, again, we again we talking about the ultimate pillar, right? If we want to be people that if we like for real, for real, for real, for real, for real, if we for real, for real want to live a life of truth, then we got to embody everything that I'm saying in this particular episode. Okay, it's all about having the right pillar because we can think that we have the right pillar on something. But like I say, it ends up being death. It ends up being mortality. Right. So I talked about Acts one through seven. Again, I'm not reading these scriptures. I'm just uh, spot checking, so to speak, giving you the verses to look at for your for your own downtime, for your own homework. Acts chapters one through seven. This is where the and really chapter two is, you know, one to really look at where the disciples, they really grow in their boldness because of the resurrection, because of their faith and belief in the resurrection. And they saw Christ after the resurrection. Okay, these things are foundational to our faith, guys, guys and gals. These things that I'm saying, they are foundational to our faith. Always remember them. I'm not going to say don't forget them. I'm going to say always remember them. Always remember them. Christianity is worthless without the resurrection. First Corinthians 15, verse 14. Uh, I talked about the reversal of death. Um. Multiple eyewitnesses, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 5 and 6, and then hope in the resurrection, Romans 6.23 and John 10.10. Okay, where I should say, well, Romans 6.23 talks about the wages of sin is death, but the hope part is actually John 10.10. Christ came to give us life and to give it more abundantly. Christ wants us to live the abundant life. That meaning peace in our mind, peace in our spirit, peace in our hearts, everything within the inside. That's abundance, not the abundance as in like you big balling out of control. You got all these possessions now, not that type of abundance. I'm talking about abundance as a person, abundance as in your thinking and your heart and your spirit, and your mind, that type of abundance. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. All right, y'all. So I believe I think that this is a great time to. And this part of the uh, series, as far as faith is concerned. Now, I'm sure I will come back to talking about faith, obviously, finding a way to tie it into everything. But I believe this third portion of this series will be concluded right now, because, I mean, when you talk about the resurrection, I mean, that I mean, how, how much more of a pillar does it get than that? Right. I don't I don't think it gets any more pillar than that. Like, again, when when someone dies and then is risen again, that's that's you know, that's that's a that's to say that's powerful is an understatement. That is eternally powerful. Right? We ain't talking about zombies being shot and dead and raising back from the dead. We ain't talking about that kind of resurrection. Uh uh-uh. We ain't talking about any weird movie creatures and supernatural creatures and being shot or killed or in whatever fashion and then raising back from the dead. We ain't talking about that. We're talking about a legit 
physical, bodily resurrection that took place 2,000 plus years ago. You have an opportunity to have faith and to display the faith and belief in all the truth that I just shared today. You have that opportunity. I gave you the, the verses. I gave you the scriptures. Check it out in your downtime. And hey, I would love to hear from you. If you have any questions about this episode, I know this was a lot of meat, steak, and taters in this episode, but if you have any questions in regards to this episode, feel free to email me at fitnessmaximabiz at gmail.com. Again, that's fitnessmaximabiz, B-I-Z, at gmail.com. And the word maxima is spelled just like Nissan Maxima, M-A-X-I-M-A. All right, fitnessmaximabiz at gmail.com. Or feel free to connect with me on Instagram. Feel free to message me on Instagram under fitnessmaximabdb. Again, that's fitnessmaximab for boy, D for David, B for boy. Feel free to message me if there's any topics you want me to cover or any questions you have over this episode or any other episode in the past. Feel free to reach out to me and I would be happy to look over your question and answer your questions so but with that said that is going to do it for me on this episode on this 33rd episode of the ultimate you podcast so y'all stay tuned next week for the continuation of the single mindedness series why because when it comes to being people of single mindedness we have to have that mental pillar okay we have to have Whatever it is that we're thinking in our minds, whatever it is that we are displaying in regards to living out our lives, it was in regards to what we are displaying, it has to stand on the ultimate pillar. And that is the essence of what single-mindedness is all about. Being able to focus. When you can focus on one particular truth and one particular person who represents the ultimate truth helps you to focus better. It helps you to weed out the unnecessary and it helps you to include the necessary. Let's say that again. It helps you to weed out the unnecessary and helps you to include the necessary. That's what single mindedness is all about. But until then, I'll catch y'all next week. Y'all be good. Y'all stay fresh, stay healthy, stay safe, stay hydrated. And I will catch y'all on another edition of the Ultimate You podcast as always. Continue to change and continue being changed. BDB out.